Hey everyone, welcome back to Minding Her Magic with Leah and Holly. We're excited that you're joining us for another week within our finance series. It's crazy that Holly and I have been chatting about all things finances the past few weeks, whether it's been from credit cards to savings to emotional spending. And we hope over the past few weeks you've been learning about finances and getting your money up. Uh, so yeah, so today we are going to be chatting about the stock market. Yikes. As far as yikes, because this is a very new topic for Holly and I. Holly, are you nervous to chat about this? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> we will do our best, but please keep in mind that Holly and I are not financial experts. We are only merely giving our advice and we definitely empower you all to do research consult with a financial advisor if you have one, and learn some of these things on your own. As far as our agenda goes, we're going to be talking about what is the stock market? Let's be real. What should you know about the stock market and investing in the stock market? And what does that look like? Uh, Holly, are you ready? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Holly's like, oh, okay, we're doing well, it. We're doing yeah. it. Yeah, I, I mean, I know very little about stocks. Um, it is not something that really anybody has ever taught me. It's all been through work, working in like a tech company and getting stocks when I started. Um, I have learned a little bit more about them. Not a lot. So don't think that I'm going to be this stock genius because I am not. <laughs> um, but um, a couple things is what are stocks? Um, they are stocks. They're also known as equity. They consist of all shares by which ownership of a corporation or company is divided. A single share of the stock means fractional ownership of the corporation in proportion to the total number of shares. There are two main types of stocks. There are common and preferred. Common stock usually in, entitles the owner to vote at shareholder meetings and receive any dividends paid out by the corporation. Um, Leah, do you want to give some examples if you have any off the top of your head? Yeah, of course, especially because I think examples always help out with the actual type of stock. So uh, an example of common stock, this is from Investopedia, is a person could become a common shareholder of the Allstate Corporation by buying at least one common share of the stock. So assume the stock price is $95. The investor buys the number of shares they want multiplied by $95. They are now a, sh a common shareholder. I know this example of a common stock, I don't know if people use Robinhood. I use Robinhood. Holly, I think you do as well. Yes. I believe you can buy some common stock off Robinhood because before I feel I have seen stock at a certain price and then I'll buy a few shares feeling a little fancy and frisky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I never tend to buy probably as many shares as I should, but I do believe you can do this on Robinhood. Holly, have you ever bought just a few shares, yeah. whether it was Robinhood or another service? Yeah, I did. Um, I do still on Robinhood. Very easy to use. 
very self-explanatory that app is. So if you are new to like the stock market and wanting to invest in stocks, Robinhood is a great place to start. Um, cool. And then there is preferred stakeholders, which generally, gen well, generally <laughs> do not have voting rights, though they have a higher claim on assets and earnings than common stakeholders. For example, owners of preferred stock receive dividends before common shareholders and have priority if a company goes bankrupt and is liquidated. Um, examples of a preferred stock is Microsoft. Um, preferred shareholders indeed receive dividend payments. The dividends are selling feature to the security, whereas the common stock corporations are under no obligation to offer dividends. Is there anything you wanted to add to preferred stocks? Leah? I think the thing that I would add is it's really interesting to hear about how preferred stocks like don't have voting rights. Um, and just to clarify, like what a voting right is. So that's the right of a shareholder of a corporation to vote on matters of corporate policy, including decisions on the makeup of board directors, issuing new securities, initiating corporate acquisitions like mergers, uh, approving dividends, making any substantial changes in the corporation's operation. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, and just another few key takeaways from particularly the whole like stockholder voting rights situation. So uh, stockholder voting rights allow shareholders of record in a company to vote, like I said, on those certain things. Shareholders can cast votes at a company annual meeting. If they can't attend, they may utilize like a proxy vote to convey their wishes. And typically uh, where common shares carry one vote per share while preferred shares have no voting rights. I feel this whole scene kind of reminds me of that show that was really popular on HBO where they were all... Um, voting over shares and it's like a family show do you remember that holly no <laughs> no idea what you're talking oh, about succession succession oh. this is what it there we go i was like wait talking about these sharing and voting reminds me a lot of succession um oh you never seen it oh no. oh so for those who don't know side rant Succession is <laughs> a show on HBO Max, and it's supposed to be about replicated off of um, a famous family, off the Murdoch family, allegedly, just talking about business and family drama based on these media titans. And they would often fight over just like voting rights and who has the most shares and I always thought it was really interesting because each of them were always fighting to have the most shares in the company. So side rant, watch, watch Succession so you can learn more about stocks and shares. <laughs> I will add that to my list of shows to watch because I did watch like the Murdoch family track, like the trial and everything like that. So I'm interested in hearing uh, or watching that show. Yeah, no, definitely. Because uh, I know when it comes to stock and hearing that there are two different types of stock, I'm 
for instance, just taking a step back, I'm always really interested in the stock market because I don't know about you, Holly, but I would always hear the stories of how, you know, Warren Buffett invested in the stock market and he just let his money sit there and he ended up making billions, you know, and <laughs> stories like that or even the game stock situation where some people who as some of you may know, invested in GameStop, were able to make a significant amount of money with that whole situation. And I'm always curious how people go about buying stock and knowing how it works and knowing when to make money off of it. Right. How how would you suggest someone would go buy and invest in stock, in your opinion? Yeah. So this is where I had to do some research because I wasn't even sure really how to do that. Like if it wasn't for work to point me in that direction, if I just one day was like, yep, I want to buy in stock, I would have no idea what to do. Um, So one of the easiest ways is to open an online brokerage account and buy stock or stock funds. If you're not comfortable with that, though, you can work with a professional to manage your portfolio often for a reasonable fee, which is what I do. Um, Either way, you can invest in stocks online and begin with little money. So we mentioned Robinhood, which is a really great place to start. Acorns also is a really great place to start too. Um, We, I use both of those, Leah. I believe you, you use both of those too, right? Yeah, I do. And then there's like Fidelity, Charles Schwab, which I go, I work with Charles Schwab, um, et cetera. So there are different things and great thing is we have Google at our fingertips and you can go on and you can figure out what is best for you. Again, we're all different and we all like things to be managed differently. So definitely do some research and see what fits your lifestyle, your the money that you want to contribute to it. Um also, one thing I wanted to add is uh, working with Charles Schwab, they have like these five tips that I found very useful when I was, when I began working with them. Um, and those are use your personal brand knowledge when you're looking to invest in stocks, know the fundamentals, use technical indicators to spot trends, do the math, commit to investment goals. So Leah, like how you were talking about how people have become rich off stocks. These tips are probably what they follow. Do I follow these five tips? No. Is this something I would love to follow? Yes. But I just, I am so new to stocks that I don't know a ton right now. And I'm trying to learn like some, some of my focus areas that I'm wanting to do going into 2024 is using technical indicators to spot trends. Like what does that mean? And how do how do I stop those? Like, what do you mean by technical indicators? <laughs> do you know? I don't. <sighs> I know enough to be dangerous. That's what my old boss used to say. Uh, my brother used to, I believe he still does, play around with just stock trading and looking at the trends. And he, I feel that him as well as just other people I know would have analyses that they would run where they would see small trends and be able to trade off of those. 
to be honest, that's that's a lot for my mind. Your girl got a lot of things going on all the time. So I don't know if I could spot the trends, but I I think that's something I can learn to commit to over the next six months to learn to be better and also get a better understanding on how to spot the trends. But I do want to circle back to a comment that you made before, Holly, about how doing what's best for you in terms of investing in the stock market. I will be vulnerable. When I first heard about investing in the stock market, I thought you had to put thousands of dollars in the stock market. I was around some very privileged people who would say that you don't really make any money unless you put a bunch of money in it. And I came from a semi-privileged background, but not enough where I could where I could honestly put thousands of dollars in the stock market. I couldn't. That wasn't my lifestyle. Even now, I well, honestly, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I know some people do feel comfortable putting thousands of dollars in the stock market. I just don't. But I like that you said, Holly, do what you feel comfortable with. I'll add to that advice as well in terms of not only or tips, not only do what you feel comfortable with, but also one thing is staying committed to your long-term portfolio. So with the stock market, there's always downturns. Sometimes your stock will go down (laughs) and you're like, oh my goodness, what's going on? I need to take my money out. But I will say that being in the stock market or just investing in stock and monitoring the stock market is there will always be ups and downs, but just try to keep your money in there if you can. And that really does tie back to Holly's point on giving what you feel comfortable with. So if you lose that money or that money's not available to you anymore, it won't be such a devastating hit to the gut. But I'm curious, you're in Holly. Do you know a lot of people or are you friends with anyone that invests heavily into the stock market? And then if they do, do they ever give you any tips and tricks? I Legal tips and tricks. Let's clarify. <laughs> no, I... I think my brother does a little bit, but he is has never given me any tips or anything like that. And I don't think it's like tens of thousands of dollars uh, by any means. Um, so no, I don't have anybody close to me that that does that, that would be able to give me any tips or tricks or advice. That's okay. We are going to learn together, <laughs> be better, and grow. I just barely learned how to trade my stocks or sell my stocks. So, like I said, I'm very, very noob with this. So. (laughs) Yeah, but at least you learned. I know for some people haven't had experience with having actual stock. Holly and I are fortunate enough where we do work for a company where we we do have stock, but I know in, in this scenario, when you're investing in stock, it's really different. I know another key piece of advice that people have always told me was creating a diverse portfolio. And you may have mentioned this before, Holly, or we may have talked about this before, 
But based on bankrate.com, they highlight that one of the key advantages of an index fund is that you immediately have range of stocks in the fund. So for example, if you own a broadly diversified fund based on the S&P 500, you'll own stocks in hundreds of companies across many different industries, but you could also buy a narrowly diverse fund focused on one or two industries. And so one of the main reasons Bankrate highlights why diversification is important is because it reduced the risk of any one stock in the portfolio hurting the overall performance, and it can improve your overall returns. So when leveraging accounts such as Acorns, Acorns does invest your money in a diverse portfolio, which is really nice because within the Acorns apps, as you invest as much money as you can, they put that in a diverse portfolio. You also get to see a trend market line, which tells you based on how much money you spend and will save by a certain age, they can estimate you'll have X amount of dollars. So that is that is nice. And it's also just good to diversify your investment in stocks too, because every industry is different. Uh, one industry can be doing really well, such as grocery and mass merchant, you know, and then another time gas prices are out of control. <laughs> and so oils may not be doing well. So it definitely just depends on the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that great information, Leah. Uh, yeah, Holly. Oh, go. Oh, I was just going to ask. I talked a little bit about how I invest. Like, I use Robinhood and Acorns, and I go through Charles Schwab. Do you? I believe you do all three of those, also, just from our conversations. But, um, is there anything else that you do? Ooh, no, there isn't. But I feel that I should. No, I just do those three things. I I started reading that finance book by Tori. Holly knows what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> it's so big. The finance book by Tori. No, her first 100K, the financial feminism and money education book. Because I'm curious, Holly, to see if she has any additional tips on how to invest more and different things that you can do. Uh, in terms of your investment, but we can take that away as homework, like trying to find other ways to invest outside of our Acorns, Robin Hood, and Charles Schwab. Yeah. Um, there's also this really cool site called Elvest, E-L-L-E-V-E-S-T, mm. and it is investing for women, which I love. Um, so, you know, their first thing, like when you open up their site, it says women first investing and financial planning. Things are just different for women. Having a financial plan that actually considers those differences is key to building your wealth and reaching your goals. Um, so I added the site to the episode notes. So check it out. I think there's lots of different like blog posts there. Um, Bankrate, Nerd Wallet, Wall Street Journal, uh, Business Insider have all like ranted and raved about them. So, um, why does the four women matter? 
uh, LVEST was built specifically to account for women's differences. Traditional finance companies weren't. So we have different earnings, different lifespans, different needs. I just really am so pumped that there's something like this for women. Um, and it was actually like the first thing that popped up when I started doing a little bit more research on stocks. So that was really cool to see too, that something for made by women for women was at the top of like the search. So, and I didn't even put anything around women investing. It was just stocks for beginners. And maybe they're saying women are beginners, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'll take I'll take it because I found this site. So yeah, check this out. I think there's great information there uh, to help level up uh, not just the stock, your stock information, but your financial planning information, which is what we've been talking about this whole season. Wait, I, I love that. I really do appreciate, to your point, a site that is made for women by women. And it also just helps overall uh, knowledge and awareness. I I don't want to make the generalized statement to your point that like not all women don't know about investing, but I'll say I think a lot of people could always use additional education in terms of investing. I'm looking at their site too, Holly, and it's nice because they have this article about impact investing. Uh, and it's about how you can invest and create a meaningful social change through companies and funds that they choose to invest in, which is really nice because I don't know about y'all. I know Holly feels the same way, but we are planet lovers. We care about our environment and the climate. So it's really great that you can actually invest in companies and they can help you on the site, invest in companies that are focused on helping out the overall uh, environment and just world. Yeah, totally agree. I think it's great. Yeah. Okay. Holly and I are going to, I don't know if you signed up for it, Holly, while doing research. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to sign up too. Let me make sure I join. I always get, I follow Ellen Best on Instagram, but I haven't signed up for it. So this is going to be my starting point where I <laughs> sign up and, and do better. I love that. I love that for us as a whole, too. I also want us to talk a little bit. I know we've been talking about stocks and how to buy them and some great tips as well. But I also just want to reiterate what the stock market is. And, you know, Holly and I have been insinuating the stock market, but just want to reiterate what it is. So, the stock market is a constellation of marketplaces where securities like stocks and bonds are bought and sold. Stock markets provide you with an easy, transparent access to investment assets, and they help professional investors determine a fair price for public companies. That article is based off of Investopedia as well. So I think to Holly's point, Google is everyone's friend. <laughs> researching is everyone's friend and just getting a better understanding of how the stock market works, leaning into those tips that Holly mentioned before, and then investing from there is key. Holly, what is something 
based on your research and you doing, you know, learning more as you go, what is something you probably wish you knew about the stock market um, when you were younger that may have been beneficial to you now in your in your current age? That you don't need a lot of money to invest. You don't need tens of thousands of dollars. Like you think like that's what I thought. And it's like, oh, it would have been cool. You know, I have a hundred to put in savings and I put 15 savings and 50 towards stocks. But you live and you learn. I didn't do that, obviously, because <laughs> I wasn't aware. Uh, but hopefully somebody can take that little piece of information and understanding that you don't need a ton of money to invest and invest some of their money. What about you? That's a good question. Even though you just turned it back on to me. <laughs> In addition to you mentioning you don't need to have a lot of money, I would also say I wish I knew that it's okay to invest in stocks that you like. So for instance, I am a Peloton lover and for some they may you can feel however you feel about certain companies and the stock. Me, I'm a fan. And so I did invest in the stock. Regardless, I didn't invest in Peloton stock, just to be clear, <laughs> when it was at its highest. I invested later on, and it wasn't that much. But I know a lot of times when looking at certain stock to invest in or put your money in, people will say, oh, do you know a lot about that company or do you not? And sometimes it's okay to just, if the stock isn't that expensive and it's $10 or whatever it is. It's okay to invest in something that you like. I just wish I knew how to do it when I was younger. And when I say younger, I feel early 20s because I'm just curious, Holly, if we did invest in certain stocks during that time, I would just be curious to see how much money we would have made off of it. Just yeah. because we are so much newer to investing to our stock. Yeah. where I haven't been investing in the stock market for 10 years. Full transparency, I have not. So I don't know what that longevity looks like, but I am excited to see what that longevity will look like in the next 10 years. Yeah, yeah, me too. Very excited. Hopefully good. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully good too. Uh, and I also say this is you don't need – to know a lot about the general stock market to invest. I don't know, Holly, how you got involved with Robinhood initially, but I have, I think a friend told me about Robinhood and I, I was I'm trying to think, can I remember the memory? I can't, but they told me about it and I downloaded the app and I mentioned I didn't have a lot of money to go into it. And they said, you didn't need a lot of money. And I was like, I don't know a lot about the stock market. And they said, that's okay. Just put something in there. And I was like, okay. But yeah, I don't, yeah, you don't need to know everything about the stock market to invest either. I know that's a little bit of a myth because a lot of times people try to make you feel that you should know every single thing before you invest in it. And you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. I got intro to Robinhood during COVID. Remember when like crypto was like going crazy? Maybe it was right before COVID. Um, 
And that's kind of when I got introduced to Robin Hood. So, um, yeah. And then I just, they give you, like, free, free shares when you first join. They did then. I don't know about now. I must, I think they still do. And so I still have, like, those free shares and it doesn't really make me any money because it wasn't great stocks but I still have them there and hopefully one day it will they'll like pop off and I'll be a millionaire but <laughs> we'll see um and then uh for those of you that don't know I have a Shiba so I obviously got some Doge Dogecoin in there too which trash nothing happened oh my goodness you're so funny <laughs> <laughs> I love that based on Nico you have hey you said get brands that you like you you said it and I did <laughs> listen same I, I mean some of those brands do have expensive stock I don't it's funny because when I first opened Robin Hood I initially looked at Apple and Netflix Mm-hmm. the stock prices of those uh i couldn't so yeah but i agree get brands you like yep i agree <laughs> yeah so i know holly we talked a lot about stocks the different type of stocks the stock market how you can buy some tips some tricks also gave a little bit of piece of advice are there any last key takeaways that you want our audience to have or or think about before they are no longer listening to us? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mine would be if you are educated with stocks, please reach out and help us. Um, We love getting educated on these things. So if you know any websites or classes or you are smart with stocks. Let us know because we'd love to learn more. I second that statement. I if I don't know if my cousin listens to my podcast, but I will say she invested heavily into crypto. So oh. I have to ask her more questions about it. Because yeah. you were mentioning if there are people that are good with stocks or have classes. Yes, I agree. Definitely share with us. But I'm also going to lean on my cousin. When she told me about her her crypto situation, it was very random. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She's the best, but it, it's just unexpected. And I think anyone listening can understand that sometimes when a family member tells you something that is unexpected, and then you walk away from the conversation and you think, you invested in crypto? Why didn't you why didn't you tell me or give me some nuggets? So Yeah. Maybe one day she'll come on and help us out. That'd be cool. I know Jameson um is really smart with stocks too. Yes. Shout out to one of our colleagues. He yeah. is a High key genius. I was going to say low key, but high key <laughs> genius. But yeah, overall, this is a good talk, Holly. I know for me, I am going to create an LVEST account after this. And I'm going to commit as one of my Q4 goals to, if 
find a class on stocks and investing, a class that breaks it down simple in a simple manner. Because I think Holly and I are aware of the basics, but if we want to take it up another level, I know for me, I definitely need to further educate myself. So that's going to be yeah. my, my homework. I love that. Um, I'm excited that we can share like what we enjoy on Elvest. Um, again, check the episode notes for the uh, different websites that we use so that you can go and you can continue to use those to get educated. And then uh, as always, please give us feedback. We enjoy it. And as always, we appreciate you listening. And we have two more episodes left for this season. And then we'll be taking a break through the rest of November and December and come back in January with our third season. So stay tuned for that and updates on what that season's going to be about. Um, everyone have a good and safe Halloween and we'll chat next week. Bye. Bye.